Welcome to episode 12 of the What If Video Podcast. I'm so excited about today's conversation. My sweet friend Erica Pearson is my guest today for this conversation. And today we're talking about unmet expectations. I don't know about you, but I have so many of those in my life that I feel like I've had all these great expectations for things and all these great dreams for things and then they just didn't happen. But today, instead of just talking about unmet expectations, Eric is helping us dig into what do we do with these unmet expectations when it pertains to our relationship with the Lord? What do we do when someone's sick and we pray for healing on this side of you know, eternity, but it doesn't happen and we know that as believers they're ultimately healed, but the Lord didn't do it the way that we thought or asked him to. So what do we do with all of this? How do we continue on with our relationship with the Lord in the midst of unmet expectations? This conversation is so good and I know that you're going to enjoy it. So here it is, my sweet friend, Erica Pearson. Erica, thank you so much for coming here today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. I feel like we've known each other for so long. I had some of your littles in kids' church, and <laughs> yes, now they did. have cars and stuff. So now they have a big truck. She has a big truck. <laughs> nice to love her so much. <laughs> so awesome. Well, I'm so excited to talk about unmet expectations with you. I feel like as believers, I think everybody has that because for me, like I feel like just. Being a new believer and even a seasoned believer, I sometimes still will find myself taking scripture out of context and making it, form, forming it to be what I want it to mean. Oh, you yeah. know, it's just, I'm like standing on this, but it doesn't mean that. So yeah, it's not right. Yeah. And so, then you fall, you trip on it yeah. and fall flat on your face. And, and then wonder. you're disappointed. Yeah. Yep. And then you're hurt and mm-hmm. then it all goes from there and spirals. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like when I write, I'm the one that's saying, can, can you say that out loud? Are, are we allowed to say that? Are we allowed to admit that? But um, that's the majority of my story. I feel like it's what I bring to the table. <laughs> I, and that's what I love because that's real. I feel like there's, I grew up in, um, I grew up Catholic, but when I was 18, I started going to a super charismatic church, like big shift. <laughs> and it was great and I grew, but there was, so much like poured into me like, oh, you're going to do this and you're going to do this and believe God for this. And I, he's called you to do this. And, and then when he didn't, yeah, then I felt like a failure, yeah, you know, and yeah, yeah you're hard. left. Um, you know, I said recently that I felt like my prayers were more like a recall list. Mm. Felt like they'd been recalled and yeah. put on the shelf <laughs> and expired. And right. it made it really hard to learn how to talk to him again. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really had to do. Yeah. Learn how to talk to him again. Yeah. That's and, awesome. Yeah. Because I grew up in a denomination that, you know, I love and would not say anything negative about, but mm-hmm. I learned how to be a student, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I knew how to be a daughter. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I was a student, yeah. but um, I tr- started treating this like a textbook and didn't realize mm-hmm. that. So the past couple of years for me has been kind of years of unlearning mm-hmm. and relearning. Mm-hmm. And I felt God really saying to me, I wasn't there and that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. And I was misrepresented there, but here I am. If you'll just come close and get still, here, I'm gonna show you who I really am. That's so good. So oh. choosing to not be a, do- a student, but a son or a daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, think about your, think about your children yeah. and what you, 
I mean, it, being a mother, I know you know it's the best way I can mm-hmm. connect with him because part of my story is I couldn't always connect with him as a father, mm-hmm. even though if you see my writing now, dad and I became very close and it's a redemptive part of our story, but right. I did not connect with him mm-hmm. as dad. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's why I did do better as his student. Right. But then when I lost dad and needed a dad, that kind of fell in place. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people that don't have that father-daughter yeah. relationship. So, or they have a negative view of the father, of their father, you right. know? So then to ask them to believe in somebody else's father, I can't imagine that. I have a great relationship with my dad. So yeah. for me, I just can't even imagine what that would be like and how hard that that would be to, to separate the two. Yeah, you know? there's so many things that we get jumbled in the way of our faith. And I was thinking, I, you know, for so long I thought I had a faith issue because mm-hmm. people would say to me things like, if, if I said out loud something I was worried about, well, I thought you had more faith than that. So it made me feel like, well, maybe I have a faith issue. And Mm -hmm. then as I began this journey of kind of unpacking my story, I realized, no, I think I have a trust issue. And then I kind of got tickled at myself and thought, no, Erica, you just have a human issue. You're just a human. (laughs) So can we take the labels off of it and just admit that it's okay to be this real and this honest with the Lord? And doesn't he want us to be? Gosh, because he knows. Yep. I think it's funny that we do try to hide this stuff from him, like as if he does not already know that, you right. know, I'll find myself saying that sometimes. Like, I know that you already know, but <laughs> like, why can't I just be like, sometimes I'm goofy. Like, why can't I bring that to the table? Like yeah. why he created me like that. Yeah. He knows that part of me and he loves that part of me. Oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And they're all here. Mm-hmm. They're all here, mm-hmm. all real, all humans, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So. Share, share your, a little bit about your story. Yeah. Um, so my story really starts when I was 14 and my parents divorced. Mm-hmm. And that was a big mile marker. Um, but I started middle school in a divorce care group. And within months, I was in a grief group because my parents' divorce was final in April and my mother was killed in a car accident mm-hmm. very tragically, very quickly in July. Oh. So within a few short months, everything in my life was uprooted and different. And, you know, for years I walked through that because grieving as a teenager is very different because life is expected to keep going. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's this beautiful season where my father and I were able to reconnect at my wedding, actually, when dad walked me down the aisle. Um, That was like a turning point for us. And um, we had a wonderful relationship. And back in 2017, we found out that he had cancer. Mm. And, you know, I think I had told myself that my quota for suffering must have been full, that I I was kind of done. And when he got cancer, I was like, this can't be how this is going to end. And we found out in June and he was gone by September. Wow. So when you talk about, you know, unmet expectations, I just really expected that this was going to move, that this is not going to be how the story ended. And, you know, then it wasn't just that. Very quickly, I had four or five huge losses within a year after losing him. Um, and really, you know, as I said now, like my family, my people, mm-hmm. 
like not the people I married into, but my family. You know, all my giants are gone. And I've had to learn how to stand on my own two feet and mm -hmm. stand on my own faith. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been, I went through a really dark, dark time. From 2017 to 2020, went through a really, really dark time. And it, and it shook me because I thought that I had, thought I had it down. Mm -hmm. I knew the stuff. Right. I was a student. I was right. a good student. Yeah. I knew how to study. I knew the stuff. Um, but when, you know, when the mountains didn't move, when the things didn't happen, mm -hmm. I began to go, oh, wait a minute. You know, what, what is all this and where are you? And um, I, to be really honest, which is <laughs> kind of who I am, I set it all down for a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't walk away from my face, but I set it down. Right. It uh, terrified me, mm -hmm. scared me, mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't quite sure how to find my way back to him. Wow. So. So what did that look like? Where, how, so where was the turn when you set it down? How did you? How did I pick it back up? How did you pick it back up? Well, I, you know, I, I set it down. I tried to set it down. Yeah. But I could always feel him going, that's, that's cute, but, right. you know, <laughs> you could, I'll let you do that. But I, I kind of termed where I felt like I sat at the edge of my face. Mm -hmm. And there was a time when I felt like I looked over and I'm like, if I walk away from this, if I set this down just because this isn't what I thought it was going to be, mm -hmm. what's going to happen to my children? What's going to happen right. to generations after me? I know I can't set this down. So I've got to figure out where you are right now. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, it was Nana that actually said to me, um, anybody who hears this and knows me will know immediately who Nana is. Um, you know, where is God in our suffering? He's right where we put him. Hmm. And I realized that when I, as I was trying to set it down and he wouldn't let me because I still felt that tug in my spirit. So I just began to lean into the hard things. And I began to study doubt and I began to study depression and I began to study what it means to lame it. Mm -hmm. And that's what helped turn the lights back yeah. on. Oh, that's so good. So Nana. Nana. Of course. <laughs> of course. Nana, Nana Nugget. <laughs> a Nana Nugget. Nana I like nugget. that. She needs to make like a Facebook page <laughs> or something. I love her. That's so good. I feel like so many people can set it down and walk away from it. But something that you just said earlier, like you had lost all of your giants, mm -hmm. but you're that for your family, for Callie, you know what yeah. I mean? For, for your littles and nieces and nephews that you have an abundance of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're going to be looking at you one day as their giant and they yeah. probably already do. So just carrying that, that on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, Gosh. Well, I realized I had to, I, I really had to fight for that. Yeah. And even though my faith felt really fragile, mm -hmm. um, I owned that and knew that that's where I was and that it was really fertile soil for growing something new. And mm -hmm. I had really good people speak into my life that said, if you can get to the other side of this, you're going to have something that most people don't ever. Right. Absolutely. Because that's when they just walk away from yeah. it yeah, um, and, and don't ever get to the beautiful other mm -hmm. side of it. Yeah. And I don't know that I'm on the other side of it as much as I'm learning to 
journey with him where right. I'm at, where I am. Well, and that's that's what we have to do, right? We have to continue on in our journey with him. Mm -hmm. And as you're talking, I keep, I love that visual and you're a teacher, so you probably are <laughs> all about the visual aids of the jar that broke and then he put it back together, but you still can see like all of the cracks and everything. Oh yeah, but, and it's stronger. Yes, but you see the light through it where before when it was whole, you couldn't see any of that. Do you know what I mean? And now like yeah. through the broken pieces, you can see the light come through. I love that. I love that because it, I mean, he is near to the brokenhearted. He is our potter. Like he takes this clay mold and he shapes us into what we don't come out in a shape. He shapes us into who he wants us to be. And, and I think that the hard thing for a lot of believers, myself included, is that like, I felt like, okay, well I'm saved. And now he's promising me all of these really good things. Everything's going to work together for my good. Everything, everything, the good and the bad. Like, and that, that verse was really hard for me. Um, I, I lost um, a boyfriend that I was dating back in 2005, just very unexpectedly um, in, a, in a, a motorcycle accident. And everybody, Romans 8, 28, I'm like, mm. please stop. Like, mm -hmm. no. We cannot <laughs> be cut and paste Christians. Yes. That's something yes. I recently read that you cannot That's cut so and paste this and you cannot, you know, just stick it. Mm -hmm. like little spiritual band-aids all over the place because we create so much more pain for one another mm -hmm. when we do that. And, oh, yes. you know, the truths that come out of that particular verse, I've learned they're truths only the Holy Spirit can tell me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Nobody else can speak that to me. Right. And, um, I, you know, one of the things that helped me come out of it mm -hmm. is there's a verse in Ecclesiastes that says, it is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting, since that is the end of all mankind and the living should take it to heart. Grief is better than laughter, for when a face is sad, a heart may be glad. The heart of the wise is in a house of mourning. Wow. And um, I had a friend that called me up and invited me to a group called Grief Share. And I kind of reluctantly, I said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, I know how to grieve. I've been grieving since I was 14. I've got this down. Yeah. And, you know, the joke is that I then got the um, perfect attendance certificate. They really gave me one because I never missed. I never <laughs> missed a week. <laughs> um, but I love this group. And I go back again and again because they are the realist mm -hmm. group, authentic mm -hmm. group of believers who set with all their brokenness and all their pain. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is where I am. And this is who God is to me. And there's no more, there's no mask. Yeah. And that's, that's what won't get you. I feel like through the hard stuff. Right. Yes. Yes. So. And I just, like, I keep just thinking about this in general, like his word and who he is and he is good in the hard and he is good in the bad. And, mm -hmm. and I've, I mean, the mask, like you're saying, I, I remember reading a Natalie Grant book um, years ago. It talked about an eating disorder that she struggled with that I did too growing up. So I was very much drawn to that book. And it, she has a song also about, it. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it talked about just taking off this mask and being who God has made us to be and letting, he already sees us, but allowing him in to yeah. see us and allowing others. Like community is such a big part of that. And I feel like when we're, get in these like frustration or unmet expectations, it's so easy to isolate mm -hmm. because I don't want to hear that God's good in that moment. Like mm -hmm. he didn't do this for me and he said that he was going to. So I think. One of right. the analogies that really I drew upon was the lights went out on my face mm -hmm. 
but I had some really good sweet friends who came and sat with me in the darkness mm -hmm. and maybe lit a, lit a candle. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't come and try to just throw a passage. They just sat with me and I realized you can't go in and throw the light on somebody. Mm -hmm. You get disoriented and you're not sure where you are. Right. But if we would just learn to sit with one another. Yeah. And you know, sometimes that's all my Bible study is now. Mm -hmm. I get up, I hold the Bible, <laughs> I have my coffee and I just sit with them. Yeah. It's like a silent resolve of I'm still in this. You are, you are still my God. Right. I don't, I don't understand it all. Mm -hmm. And you know, the verse I told you that I tripped over was, um, you know, you say to this mountain, it will move and it will move. If you just have the faith, the size of a right. mustard seed. And I'm like, Lord, I've got the faith. Right. I got that down. It's little right now. And I know it is. Right. But none of these have moved. Mm -hmm. And I have watched friends whose parents have survived cancer mm -hmm. and their parents have survived um, car wrecks. Mm -hmm. And everything I've prayed for, their mountain moved, but, you know, and, and you're left wondering. And I, I became obsessed with mountains searched them all in scripture, was convinced I was going to find something in there. You must have meant something different, God. You know, there had to be something in there. You yeah. know, those writers yes. who will pull something out and you can't believe they saw that. Mm -hmm. And I found some really awesome things. But the one thing that I found over and over again are the mountains are where he meets us. Mm. And they're who That's so good. It's, it's where he meets you. And it's where he called people again and again and again, come to this mountain and meet with me. And, you know, I just realized that I didn't trip over his word. I just tripped over a wrong concept that right. I thought mm -hmm. it wasn't his word. His word will never leave us empty. Right. And it won't leave us confused. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> the mountains are where he meets you. Mm -hmm. And like, I guess my favorite place is Colorado. Oh, and I think I've maybe, I don't, okay, well, I'm from Florida, so everything's oh, okay. flat. Well, the beach so, is my favorite. Yeah, so but when I went to Colorado, I was like, what in the world <laughs> is this? Like, we don't have mountains in Florida. We don't have them here in Nashville. I mean, right. there Not are really. hills here. When I moved here, I thought were mountains because I've just never seen anything. But like, when I go to Colorado, the mountains are it's so funny because when they're in our life, it's like they're this like hindrance or something that's like standing in our way and separating us from where we want to go. But when you step back and look at them, they're the most beautiful, like breathtaking. And in my mind on the bottom of the mountains, I picture like a pastures and streams and just beauty, you know? Mm -hmm. So I guess if like for me personally, if I can just apply that and get that picture in my mind when I'm thinking of the mountain as something that's keeping me from where I want to go. Right. And instead the mountain is somewhere that he's calling me to meet with him, mm -hmm. not keeping me from somewhere. Right. Like if we can just swap that, you know, right. our thinking to think like that and to absorb the beauty and the stillness. And you because know, the very thing that I would have wanted him to move would have been, of course, ultimately take the cancer away. Sure. But he did, and I know that mm -hmm. because of his word. Right. If I stand on all of it, and mm -hmm. I, I know he did. I know mm -hmm. Dad is healthy and whole, and mm -hmm. all the other ones that I, all the my loved ones, they're healthy and whole. Yeah. The grief is what I would have wanted him to move, mm -hmm. but the grief is what the grief is what changed me. Yeah, made you a and daughter. made me who I am, mm -hmm. and made me a daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. Uh, you have some really good points in the back that I want to make sure that we get to, and these are kind of like action steps that can help mm -hmm. somebody. Cause I, I really want us to leave people. What do, 
What do they do in these times of unmet yeah. expectations and disappointment? How do they get from a student to a daughter? And how do they see the father as a good father and maybe replace that like earthly relationship that they had? Right. So right. the first thing that you said is trust is a verb. Mm. So talk about that. Yeah, um, it's not a feeling. Mm. There's a lot of times I can't stand on what I feel and yeah. I can't always stand on what I know, right. but I, I can do. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a moment with my son after all these hard times when it was still dark and he, he broke his arm. And that seems like such a small thing, like, oh, he broke his arm, you know, you've been through. But it's the mm -hmm. first time he's ever been put under. Yeah, you can try to take yourself there, you know. <laughs> and it was actually really traumatic because he screamed and then he's oh, out. And then I was all by myself because of COVID. And I just said out loud, Lord, I don't really trust you right now. And I've yeah. seen too much and, but that's my mm -hmm. boy and mm -hmm. I love you and I am talking to you and I'm here and just walk with me. And it, if you just could have seen me and God just kind of pacing the halls. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, that's what I would say, be, be honest. And it is a verb and it mm -hmm. is a, I might not feel this, but this is where I am and mm -hmm. I'm with you and I'm calling, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Lord, I believe help my unbelief. Mm -hmm. You know, here yes. I am. Yes. Um, and it's okay if you don't feel it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's okay if you don't, it's okay if something's gnawing at you. Mm -hmm. Because somewhere we've got caught up in, well, you can't say that because you've got to, you're not real and you're, right. mm, Yeah. Let, let me read you this one thing. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't not pick up a book. I love um, that book. No More Faking mm -hmm. Fine. Who's the author of it? Esther Fleece. Yes, yes. Uh, this is who taught me how to lame it. Okay. And she said, this was not a fake faith. It is a deep, authentic, worth everything faith that comes at a cost. I didn't know what to call it at the time, but a layman was giving me a language for relating to God, my creator. But it's not a fake faith. It's a worth everything, deep, authentic faith. And I think that's what I want people to know more than anything is you're not, it's, it's not ever fake. Right. You're not ever, you don't ever have to fake it. It's not ever not real or mm -hmm. you don't have enough. Right. If you're calling out to him, you have enough. Right. Absolutely. So. And I love that you put in here, rest, recover, reconnect, and relearn that he is trustworthy. That right there, I feel like we can just leave <laughs> and be like, I kept reading that. I highlighted it. I printed these out again and like bolded. <laughs> I'm like, we have to make sure to say that rest recover, reconnect, and relearn that he was trustworthy. That came through my study, kind of exhaustive study of Elijah. Mm. And I just kind of walked with him. And it's the first story that I read over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And I made sure to stop and really see him as a human yeah. walking through that. Mm -hmm. And I love, you know, my, I love when, you know, when Elijah first calls out and it's like, I'm done, Lord. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he says, go to sleep, get some sleep. <laughs> right. You can't, you can't hear me really well right now. Just get some sleep. Yes. Eat, you know, do um, what we do our part mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, I feel like sometimes we can get so spiritual that God's like, okay, Oh, you have to sleep in Like, here's the things that you have to also do. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You can't just sit out in the yard and wait for. Absolutely. You need to do everything. Like, oh, absolutely. There's such a side of some, our part. Like we have to do our part also. Well, because that's, that's where we're going to change. Yeah. yeah. 
And I love when you were saying relearn that he is trustworthy. I kept reading that over and over. And something that I find myself having to do often is looking back and remembering the times he was faithful Mm -hmm. and remembering it and remembering it and replaying those times and replaying those times. Like if I'm getting in a season of fear or anxiety or I have to remember the times that he's been faithful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Then you said discover that when faith feels fragile, it's still possible to trust God and grow spiritually by talking honestly with him. And that's like we talked about taking the mask off. Mm -hmm. And, And I love the picture of you just in the hospital, like that's such a picture of faith, like just walk with him. Mm-hmm. We don't even, we, like you said, you sit sometimes and just hold your Bible and your coffee, like grab a cup of coffee and walk with him. Be still before him. It tells us that. Be mm-hmm. still. Like we can't constantly be talking, talking, talking. Like I'm Italian, so like I want to do that, <laughs> but I'm never going to hear him if I don't yeah. shut my mouth. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with like, we don't have to go in here and like check off, check off, check off. I read right. this. I read this. I read this. I can sit, have my coffee and just be still and be with him and acknowledging that he is God and I am surrendered to him. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. I think we make it so much more complicated than it has to be. Oh, we absolutely yeah. do. We absolutely yeah. do. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's not about the amount of faith. Faith is a gift from the Lord. When I really thought I had a faith issue, I had another good friend and that's another community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, community is everything. And he said to me, he said, Erica, you're forgetting that faith is a gift Mm -hmm. and this has got nothing to do Mm -hmm. with you and what you can do and what you can accomplish. Um, And when I realized that, I was able to get to the root and and get back to the relearning (laughs) to, to trust him. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then last but not least, and we'll end with this. I think we should just write a song on this. You've got to feel it <laughs> if you want to heal it. I would and love I, that. And I've always wanted I to write a love song. It's such a teacher line. <laughs> and I love it so much. I laughed when you sent this to me. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> Tell me just briefly what, oh, what that is. Oh, that's the part people don't love. When I say it, you have to feel it to heal it. Yeah. Um, I had I had a sweet friend who had some pretty traumatic things happen, and she she's the one who really taught me that they had to really get in and actually massage some mm-hmm. deep tissue and break it up. Yeah, and yeah, you you've got to feel and be real with the Lord so that He can heal you in those That's places. So good. That's so good. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. and sharing. I appreciate you Thank so much. You. Yes. <laughs> we would love to connect with you. Follow us on social media at What If Video Podcast or check out our website by visiting ashleylmcclain.com. You can see what's coming up on What If, submit your What If questions, read Ashley's blog, and so much more. We can't wait to connect with you. The What If Podcast is now on iTunes. Subscribe to our video or audio podcast today and don't miss another episode. The mountains are where he meets us. (laughs) I just have replayed that over and over and over in my mind since I had this conversation with Erica. It's just a sweet, sweet representation of who the Lord is in our lives, right? I just, I can't get the picture of like the streams and the stillness of like the valleys and the mountain and how beautiful that is and what a beautiful place that would be to meet with the Lord. And I love Erica so much. I hope that you all will go and check her out on her Facebook, A Stirred Heart. Um, You'll find all of that in this video and in the links. 
Her writing is beautiful. It will encourage you. She writes with such truth and boldness and authenticity, which is why I wanted her to come and share on the podcast. I hope that she will come back again soon. I hope that you all have gotten so much out of this conversation about unmet expectations. Check out our website, get our free downloadable planner. You can find all of that there and we love you. And I hope to see you next time on the What If Video Podcast. 